This is a GRDC podcast. An astounding $90 million worth of canola is estimated to be lost from the back of harvesters every year in Western Australia. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley, and in today's podcast, Deb Bishop speaks with plan farm consultant and harvest loss expert Peter Newman on practical steps and resources WA canola growers can use to minimise canola harvest losses and maximise capacity. Peter is leading a targeted GRDC extension project on this issue and has developed a harvest loss calculator and popular Twitter handle for sharing information and solutions. He also works directly with grain growers. I've worked with a grain grower in the Chapman Valley. He's been measuring losses with drop trays using electromagnets since 2012. And he put his harvester in 2012 into a canola crop, was happy that it was going two tonnes per hectare, put his drop trays on and realised his crop was actually going 2.4 tonnes per hectare. So he was losing 400 kilograms of canola out the back of his harvester and he didn't even know it. And his comment was that there's no point in looking on the ground because canola is such a small seed, it's just so hard to estimate. So really it opened my eyes to the fact that we have to measure losses very accurately using trays. So, so what causes grain loss at harvest in canola but also wheat or, or other uh, grain clearly? Well there's a lot of variables in the harvester so there's no one thing and I think what causes it essentially is that we keep harvesting without measuring the losses and we don't really know when we're losing it. Canola is an interesting one. Canola, we actually tend to lose more canola as harvest loss when the crop is really dry and brittle and it's the opposite of what you might think. In normal situations when our crop is beautiful and dry for harvest that's when we can really get the crop off lots of tonnes an hour and minimise our losses but canola when we overthresh it in those dry conditions it, my understanding is and I'm not the expert but my understanding is it really powders up in the rotor and we can overload the sieves as well as having that powder carrying grain all the way through the rotor so it, canola particularly it's when it's hot and dry is when we seem to get losses. What do those losses amount to? Have we been able to estimate them to, to, the, to the grower and to the grains industry? Well, based on that work I've done with other growers in recent years, I estimated that it's $90 million worth of canola on the ground after harvest in Western Australia alone. So I'm not sure what that figure is for Australia, but it's a big number. And uh, also through this project, I've got to know the Canadians. They've been measuring canola losses for a lot of years. Uh, the Canola Council over there did a survey and measured that in Western Canada the average canola losses was two to three hundred kilograms per hectare and when they work with growers individually they've managed to get that under 50 kilograms per hectare for those growers while maintaining, mostly maintaining their harvest capacity. So it's a global problem and in Western Australia I think it's at, at least 90 million. However I've got to state from this outset the start of this project we haven't found big losses in the north because it's been very favourable harvest conditions this year. Our canola's been really quite green and the temperature's cool so good conditions for low harvest losses but we expect that to go up as the crop dries out a bit. What do we actually know about how to address the problem? I mean, you're saying it's, it's globally recognised but how much do we actually know about how to get on top of it and avoid or, or reduce the losses? We only know a little bit. I mean, there are some really excellent harvester experts out there, and I'm not one of them. I've got to keep saying that. I'm just the, the messenger here. Um, really, I, I just think it's as simple as what we've already said. It's as simple as continuing to measure, change one variable at a time, 
and just keep working at minimising those losses while maintaining our capacity. Now you've mentioned the use of drop trays. Uh, is this determined by your research and your findings? What are you finding? How effective are drop trays? Well they're really effective. So just to explain them, what they are is they, there's a couple on the market and they have electromagnets that hold the tray up under the harvester. So we get harvesting, we look at our grain loss monitor, our, our, yeah, our grain loss monitor, uh, we look at our tonnes per hour, we look at all the settings, we drop the tray and we work out exactly what the loss was for that level on the grain loss monitor. And so they are excellent. If we place a tray in the crop, we also get the front loss thrown in with that, so it's hard to determine between the two. So by using these new ones with the electromagnets, we can be sure that it is only what is coming out of the back of the harvester. Now growers clearly want to get the crop off, um, but sometimes a little bit of patience can pay off. Now you've raised previously um, the, the possible um, advantage of, of speed or, or looking at speed. Where do you stand on that at the moment? Yeah, there's another fella in the east, Rod Gribble, who has harvest calc and he has really pointed out to me that it's not all about the, the minimal loss, it is about the lowest loss possible while maintaining good capacity. And there's a bit of a Goldilocks, there's a bit of a sweet spot of harvest capacity. Harvest losses can go right through the roof when we're really pushing the lever forward and harvesting as fast as we can. So we've got to come back from there a little bit. Uh, but if we slow down too much, and I personally was a bit vocal about uh, slowing the harvester down, that was going to be our main tool, now, what I'm learning is that uh, slowing down is one thing, but really we want to avoid that if we can, because if we slow down too much, the cost of harvest goes up. So a harvester can be in the order of $500 an hour to run. If we take twice as long to do harvest because we've slowed down, it can really put the cost of harvest through the roof. Uh, so we don't want to cut off our nose to spite our face. We've got to try and keep those losses down, but maintain that capacity. I've already uncovered a couple of great stories about farmers that have changed settings on their header and saved themselves a lot of money. One particular farmer drop, borrowed the drop trays that I bought in the project. Uh, he put it on his harvester, found that he was losing 270 kilograms per hectare. All he changed was the fan. A couple of taps of a button changed the fan on his harvester, got his losses down to 70 kilos per hectare and over his 500 hectare program he saved himself $58,000 in losses just by changing a fan. Uh, another grower, it was amazing and he was, he was thrilled. Uh, another grower, um, he and his father harvesting, uh, two harvesters, very similar uh, models of harvester, measured his harvester, was very happy with it, the losses were 40 kilograms per hectare, uh, called his dad up on the two-way, put the tray on his harvester, found that it was losing 240 kilos per hectare or thereabouts. Uh, so had a look at the, at the settings that they were using, found that the other harvester that was losing grain had some settings a bit different, changed it, put the tray back on and got it down to 50 kilograms per hectare. So even where they had two harvesters in the same paddock, they thought they had the same settings, it turned out they were slightly different and they also saved a lot of money by just changing those settings. There's a message there. <laughs> there is. <laughs> Measure. <laughs> Take me through the trade-off between harvest speed and losses though specifically. I mean harvest is it's very complex, a lot of variables, uh, but you know are there acceptable losses? What are generally considered acceptable levels of losses? Internationally the figure is normally talked about is one percent so we want our losses to be less than one percent of the grain yield and that's a that's a rubbery figure and we find that in wheat we can often be a lot lower than that. We can be often as low as say 20 kilograms per hectare of wheat loss in a four tonne per hectare wheat crop. 
So we can be very low, well below that 1% in wheat. In canola, it seems, that's the one that our harvesters struggle with, and that losses in the order of 2 to 3% is what people talk about as acceptable. I think we can do better than that in the future. The more we measure, the more we learn, I think we can get to that 1% with canola as well. But in general, we're talking 2 to 3% in canola. And as a ballpark figure, we're really mostly trying to be in that 30 to 50 kilos per hectare loss in canola. Okay, now you've developed a harvest loss calculator. Take us through that. Yeah, the maths of all of this can be a bit tricky when you're throwing your own tray in the paddock or any tray. Uh, and it can depend on whether you have the harvester in chop and spread mode or whether the harvester is windrowing and also how far is, that, is the harvester throwing residue when in chop and spread mode. So we've got to get the maths right. Uh, so I've just developed a simple Excel spreadsheet which, which talks you through some of those things. You can put in the tray dimensions whether or not you're windrowing and just use that to calculate your harvest losses. So that can be found on the GRDC website and the resources section. Now, social media methods, you're pretty passionate about this and you do use social media pretty effectively. Some have been adopted, as you just said, in the project. Um, how, how have they worked and how effective are they being? Yeah, it's been great. I, I started a Twitter handle called At uh, Harvest Loss. I actually tweeted that uh, link, that handle, in my other Twitter handle, uh, and by two days later I had 500 followers and now we've got about a thousand. So it's really showing how growers are really keen to talk about this topic. Uh, but it really is an excellent topic for Twitter because what we've got is growers measuring, they're changing things, they're having a win, getting their losses down and sharing their stories and then other growers with the same harvesters can come in, talk to that grower on Twitter and share ideas and experiences about how to get their losses down. So because we have so many makes and models of harvester on the market, there's no simple recipe to follow. This I felt is, was the best technique to use, growers sharing their expertise. These growers spend hundreds of hours a year on their harvesters. They are the experts in harvesting and there are some great minds out there who know how to set machines up and have measured a lot and so we can really learn a lot from each other and it's really working using social media to share the stories. So to conclude, Peter, what would you say to growers? The message is to measure our harvest losses and to talk about them and help each other uh, come up with ideas about how to minimise those losses while we maintain that harvest capacity. Plan Farm Consultant Peter Newman. To access the Harvest Loss Calculator, simply search Harvest Loss Calculator on GRDC's website. And the calculator can be used for cereal grains as well as canola. Growers are also encouraged to join in the conversation on canola and cereal harvest losses by following the Twitter handle at Harvest Loss, and Harvest Loss is one word. I'm Tony Crowley, and you've been listening to a GRDC podcast. <music>